I'm Tim Kittrow, and you're tuned in to the Important Nonsense Podcast with Steve Bonham. Attention, Alan Hearn's mom. His knee is better. <laughs> you can stop worrying. Neil Smith. Even with the concussion, as long as he's cleared, probably don't have a better option. Jack Kavanaugh. Raheem Mostair, as I would like to call him. And Jason Draven. Nah, man. Just let's watch some football. Boom shakalaka. Right, welcome in, everybody, to the Important Nonsense Podcast. I am your host, Steve Bonham, joined, as always, by Neil S. Smithington the first, a.k.a. Neil Smith. Neil, how are we doing today? I hate you. That's how we're doing today. <laughs> always. My opening always. is that I hate you, and it's not even about what people might think, which is about which is about that introduction. Which Just in general. Always. No, I just, it's more, I hate you and I hate the Carolina Panthers because... In a league that I care about deeply, I managed to make the playoffs for my ninth consecutive season, a league record. I know, contain your excitement, especially when hearing people talk about their own fantasy league. But in the playoffs, got in as the two seed, got the bye, and lost back-to-back games in double elimination format. Oh, I'm bitter. Not to, not to borrow a phrase from somebody else in the industry, but I am, I am bitter. And I blame the Carolina Panthers' defense. Oh, that, that stung. That one stung. Well, I mean, you... That, Look, there are three leagues that you and I are in together that we care about. And of those three leagues, two of the three, we face each other in the playoffs. And I beat you last week, but you can certainly get your revenge this week because Christian McCaffrey is just not going to get right for me. No, you're so, you're in that yeah in that I feel like I'm in pretty in deep boat. in that one. That one's you're not tr- good. I, I think you're in trouble with no uh, with no CMC. No Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Todd Gurley's been crap. Yep. David Johnson's recovering from COVID. This is just not looking good for me. In that you got a, you got a lot of running back problems in that league. You got some. You got it's a lot an of uphill nice battle. Toys. You got a lot of nice toys in other positions, though. I noticed. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's got a lot of fun toys, but you get to running back, and it's like, Ooh, that's, yeah, it's that, pretty gross. At our that is that is not fun. It is, but it other, is what it is. Other than that, America, I'm doing. Yeah, if, if Neil's not here good. next week, it's because I went with the clean sweep, and he is just giving <sighs> up on life. And it's just He's got to play in the three, four game in that. No, it's not that bad, but let's just say that the, 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 the off season may be coming in week, uh, in week 16. Yeah. Uh, just, we go right into vacation mode folks. If, uh, if that happens, it might, that might be the case. We got backups. Y'all like Jordan McDonald. He's a nice yeah, guy. He's great. He's great. He can come in and answer questions. We'll give the nerds some more airtime as I lick my wounds and basically go on a holiday theme bender. Uh, that, that is, uh, that is going to happen if I don't win this game <laughs> this weekend. But other than that, America, I'm doing just fine. Life is fantastic. Outside of, that, outside of that one, that one horrible blight, <laughs> that was awful. Well, I'm sitting here uh, with my St. Arnold Christmas ale, hashtag not a sponsor. Shout out to St. Arnold. Yeah, they are demonstrably not a sponsor. Please do not. <laughs> but, I, but I still will will shout out to them. That's fine. It's okay. I mean, if we're just going to talk about breweries, we're like, shout out to local brewery for me, Dry Dock Brewing. Oh, nice. Gotta love it. It's Gotta amazing. love that. Uh, but yeah, so we're just going to sit here and answer some more questions from uh, the Facebook group chat. Hashtag not a sponsor. Also hashtag not a sponsor. Also not a sponsor. So just know a lot of not sponsors in this one. But if you want to be a sponsor, hit me up. Get them DMs. Uh, we're going to start off with Christoph Vaughn. He's got a wide receiver question. As always, as you prefaced last week, and I will do now, if you do not specify PPR, half PPR, or standard, we will just assume PPR because that is our natural format. It's God's format, Neil, as we all know. Uh, Christian. So Christoph Vaughn wants to know Brandon Cooks or T.Y. Hilton? Oh, this is an easy one. We're going to start with a layup here. It's T.Y. Hilton. 
And I know, I know you, you got to take out some of the first part of T.Y. Hilton's season because that might be, I think, what's fueling this question. Uh, they're playing in the same game. T.Y. Hilton has they the are. much better matchup of the two defenses that they'll be dealing with uh, for that game. And I'm just going to go, you go off recent sample size for this to a certain extent. T.Y. Hilton last three has been a, is it top five wide receiver? I'm doing that from memory. Uh, uh, the last three I'll weeks. give it to you because that is my favorite stat of the week that yeah. I tweeted out earlier. So T.Y. Hilton, uh, in the first 11 weeks of the season, as we talked about T.Y. Hilton in our league winners show a couple weeks ago, you're welcome. Uh, T.Y. Welcome. Hilton. Boy, we cashed that list. If we had, oh boy, right? that list cashed so hard. Through the first 11 weeks of the season, T.Y. Hilton was wide receiver 75 with 6.9 points per game out of 125 qualified wide receivers. Below so, not good. Yeah, below not good, exactly. Uh, however, since week 12, the wide receivers that have outscored T.Y. Hilton are Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and that's the list. That's it. There you he go. Is wide receiver three over the last three weeks. He has been absolutely murdering it. I have T.Y. Hilton as a wide receiver one this week. I so can't even blame you. I if couldn't your do that. dilemma He's a wide receiver Brandon two Cooks me. or T.Y. Hilton, it is T.Y. Hilton all day, every day. Yeah, it's not. And, and I appreciate the question because I think people are still operating from beginning of the season bias on T.Y. I'd understand we'll it, too, if it was a bad matchup. It's an amazing matchup. He loves to crush the Texans. Like his- but to your point, this is a fantastic matchup. So. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Ryan Collier wants to know, can we choose two in non-PPR? I'm assuming Try. that means standard. Yeah. Uh, Cam Akers, Josh Jacobs, Melvin Gordon, and Wayne Gallman. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. You give me the standard as well. It's a, it's a whole thing because you also, you would normally try and uh, you would downplay, you would downplay, uh, Austin Eckler, right? Normally in standard. Well, in standard, according to my rankings, even with warts and all injuries and whatnot, I got Josh Jacobs in the top 12. How about you? Yes, I agree. I I have Jacob at number. What do I have? I have him at seven in PPR in standard. He's going to be top 10 as well. So yes, Josh Jacobs is the slam dunk for me. It's just a matter of the other three. And I think between Cam Akers Melvin Gordon and Wayne Gallman. Melvin Gordon is the one that I am least optimistic about. Yeah, Melvin, Gordon's the, uh, Melvin Gordon's the odd man out. I'm not playing Melvin Gordon off this. Cam list. Akers has a great matchup against uh, the Jets, and I have him currently ranked in PPR as RB10. Expert consensus has him RB10 in both PPR and standard. I got to yep. go with that as well. Yeah. So. The question is, is Austin Eckler, because I don't have it ranked this way, but if you actually go look at the, the ECR. Austin Eckler wasn't an option. Oh, it's Ackers. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And that's what it's going to be then. It's going to be, it's going to be it's Ackers, Ackers and then Jacobs. I'm, I'm, I can't read the show sheet, apparently, that I literally have. No, I, well, no, I, I can't blame you because it says A and then K-E-R. So yeah, you, it's, it's just in your mind. It, yeah, it yeah, went yeah. Austin I Eckler. Remember. I got to yeah. remember that. Yeah. So I'm, but those, I'm those are the two I'm following that I'm the logic it's, it's, there. It's, it's Cam Ackers and Josh Jacobs. So go. the follow-up question then is, of the two that get benched, which we agree is Melvin Gordon and Wayne Gallman, would you play either one of them in the flex over Robbie Anderson? Mm, and standard. 
that's it is it is standard yeah. and dj moore will be playing well, this if you're going tough. by my if you're going strictly by my rankings, I would have I would I would I would play Melvin Gordon by one, two, three, four, five spots. So that's that's what I would end up doing. Now, now here's what I'll tell you about standard rankings and the fact that I do my rankings in PPR. Uh-huh. Well, that, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm not actually doing that because I think that that's how that's how it's getting converted based on the algorithm that the that the the tool we use through Fantasy Pros to actually submit our expert consensus rankings sorts mm-hmm. things. And if I was to manually adjust that on game day, I'm playing Robbie Anderson over Melvin Gordon, even though it's a standard league. I feel like I'm not crazy about Melvin Gordon against Buffalo. To your point that you made a moment, are you it, going with me on that? It's tough. The point is, we talk about all the time with PPR. We always in the flex lean heavily towards wide receiver because you want a pass catcher in a point per pass league. But when you go standard, it's all about volume. And there I lean heavily towards running back. Ranking them in my standard rankings, again, using the same fantasy pros algorithm, I actually have Wayne Gallman on the top, just ahead of Robbie Anderson, and then Melvin Gordon a good distance back. I do not buy into Melvin Gordon. I hate the matchup. I think Philip Lindsay bites into him way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to do that. The issue is that Wayne Gallman is going to get the volume but he's going up against Cleveland, which is a top five fan or a rushing defense in the league. Now, fantasy wise, they have given up some numbers. They gave up some good points to J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards on Monday Night Football. So it's not a complete, you know, steer clear matchup. However, I don't know. I have a little bit of trepidation just trusting Wayne Gallman, Robbie Anderson having DJ Moore back and it being a standard league, I think I would lean Gallman because he's going to get all of the work uh, and he has higher probability with the touchdowns as opposed to Robbie Anderson, who, like I said, in a PPR, this would be Robbie Anderson easy. But Well, actually, to be honest with you, I'm just going to cop to something, which is that I, because I'm rattled from reading Eckler as actors, <laughs> I'm in rare form at the moment, uh-huh. and I just completely omitted Gallman from it. Mm-hmm. And as I look at this, I have Wayne Gallman clear of both of the other two options. Yes. So I would also play sense. Gallman. And, and and there you go. So it's it, it's going to be unanimous. Go ahead and, and uh, flex in Wayne Gallman. Yes. Don't feel great about it, but. Don't feel great about any of your choices there, though. But I, of the three, that's, that's the one I'm going to go with for the reasons you mentioned. It's a consistency thing. Yep. Uh, Judson Byers. He needs to bench one, assuming Julio Jones plays. So he's got Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, and Cooper Cup. Who's riding the pine for you, Neil? Yeah, and because you're you're doing this in uh, in PPR. Yeah, again, we assume PPR because we're not told otherwise. Yep. Uh, for me, that is going to be as I have it right, ranked right now. I'm thinking it's uh, it's it's Julio Jones himself, just because of it's a function of how beat up he is. I'm going to continue. It's I'm I'm not benching AJ Brown. I'm not benching Adam Thielen, so really it comes down to to Cooper Cup or or Julio Jones. How about how about you on this one? And for me, I'm thinking I'm probably going to end up sitting down Julio just based on. For, well, for me currently, I do not have Julio ranked because yeah, I don't think he plays. I'm not seeing him either. But assuming think. assuming he does play, uh, Cooper Cup would be the one on the bottom of my list. Uh, I would have Julio Jones because of the matchup with Tampa Bay, which is just going to be pure shootout is what it mm-hmm. feels like to me. Uh, I would have Julio Jones borderline top 12 right now. I have AJ Brown at 13 
I have Adam Thielen at 15 and Cooper Cup at 17. So there yeah. you go. You're basically talking about four wide receiver twos. Yeah. And the lowest of them for me would be Cooper Cup. And that's so. kind of how I have it right now. I don't have Julio Jones at the moment at all. I just confirmed that. And I have a Cooper Cup at 16, and that would be your decision. It's do you play Julio Jones or Cooper Cup? And mm-hmm. to be honest, I have a feeling this decision is going to get made for you. Right. Um, and uh, so I don't think you're going to have Julio Jones as an option. So you're probably playing Cooper Cup either way. I also would have Julio Jones like two spots higher, but realistically no more, probably around 14. But I'd also say this to you. Do you really want to risk the Julio Jones leaving early thing that happens quite a bit when he's playing in this state? Because we've seen quite a sample of Julio Jones over his career. When he gets beat up like this, there's no guarantee that that game, he makes it all the way out of it. Whereas I don't have that problem with Cooper Cup. So are you really... How bad do you need that extra two ranking spots of upside in your matchup would be my question back to you. You know what I'm saying? I would feel a lot safer with Cooper cup knowing that I have them ranked that close. I think that's probably what I would end up doing depending on how my team I feel with my team. I, I understand that's fair since the bye week in week nine, Cooper cup has finished in PPR as wide receiver 39 Six, sixty-five, twenty-nine, twenty-five. He's struggling. He's not getting the volume. He has been like I I did a thought experiment a couple days ago to try to see like wide receivers that were the most touchdown dependent in the league. And it's pretty funny because if you look at it, uh Cooper Cup right now on a points per game basis, I think is somewhere around like wide receiver. 27 28 something like that and robert woods is at wide receiver 13 and if you were playing yeah if you were playing in a league where you completely removed touchdowns where touchdowns didn't count for fantasy points robert woods would be wide receiver 19 and cooper cup would be wide receiver 18 they're right on top of each other in terms of just pure ppr production it just comes down to touchdowns being the main difference between them yeah, and, and and right now to this point, Cooper Cup just isn't scoring and isn't a red zone threat, and because of it, he keeps fading down the list. And yes, I agree with you that Julio Jones could definitely disappear in this game, but this could also be his once of year fifty five, especially against Tampa <laughs> secondary in a game so, where the where Atlanta will be chasing. I understand like, the other. That, side that's of the it. thing too is like what when you look at the other two guys he has as well, you feel pretty good about AJ Brown. And yeah, Adam Thielen, good, right? good matchup. You only okay, worry about I feel AJ okay Brown. about Adam Thielen. Like, I feel like he yeah. may have the biggest floor of all of them, but I feel pretty good about Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, in that game, I, I'm but I think Julio that. Jones of the four of them has the biggest ceiling. And if I'm no, I, splitting I, hairs between them, that's what I would go with. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I would agree with that. That's why Julio Jones ends up ahead yeah. of Cooper Cup in the rankings. Mm-hmm. But my point is, it's the same argument we always have, which is ceiling versus floor. Because mm-hmm. your floor for Julio Jones is also literally a two. Right. With Cooper Cup, it's not a two; it's like an eight, Fair. and it's and and that's and that's what I, I bring it up to Judson here because if I'm projected to win this game and I feel like I've got a really good chance because the rest of my team is good, mm-hmm. then I'm probably going to seriously consider rolling Cooper Cup uh, on game day. If I don't feel good about my chances and I feel like I need to put my home run hitters in there, right. then I'm playing Julio Jones and we we hold our we 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 just hope that he gets the whole way through the game and gets that fifty five, the yearly fifty five you talked about. 
Uh, Luis Hernandez wants to know at flex, should he be playing Kenyon Drake or JK Dobbins this week? Interesting one. Well, for, for me, have... this isn't close for me. This is Kenyon Drake and it's a, yeah, dump. I would say I just, I, I was going offhand. I had, I know I had Kenyon Drake at 16, uh, mm-hmm. offhand. And so I was just making yeah, sure it's a, it's a great matchup against Philly. I've got Kenyon Drake at 15. Yeah. I've got J.K. Dobbins all the way down at 24. Yes, they're playing Jacksonville, but Gus Edwards is the one that gets all the goal line work. It's a it's a work. It's it, he's not a workhorse. You've got Chase Edmonds who's battling an injury. They've said now that Chase Edmonds is going to be a game time decision in that game on Sunday. Yes. So it could be the entire Kenyon Drake show in that game against Philly. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, you have a timeshare between J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards in Baltimore. Yes, and I have I have uh, Drake at sixteen and Dobbins at twenty, just because it is it is a good matchup, and uh, I'm not crazy about some of the other kind of lower end twenty type of deals yeah. this week. But no, it's, it'll be Kenyon Drake for sure. I would flex in Drake. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll answer some more when we get back. All right, we're back, Neil. Paul McTeer asks a question. PPR, and thank you for specifying. We appreciate that, Paul. Uh, has Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler already established. He's currently using DeAndre Swift as his flex. Matt Stafford, as we know, has the rib injury. He is highly questionable for this weekend. So if Stafford is out and it's Chase Daniel as the starting quarterback, should he sub in Mike Evans, Raheem Mostert, Jamison Crowder, or Cole Beasley to potentially be his flex instead of Swift? Right. Yeah, no, I'm following it here. So he's got he's got some really I know fine you're choices. following. I'm just making sure our listening yeah, yeah. audience he's is got, following. Well, you can't be sure that I'm following after how I started today. <laughs> so that's, you know what? That's fair. I'll yeah, give you, you know, that. at this point, I take nothing for uh, for granted. But uh, Raheem Mostert and Jamison Crowder, we can eliminate off. We don't need to discuss. There's no chance that you're benching Swift for either uh, Raheem Mostert or Jamison Crowder, right? Like there's Raheem Mostert. I don't even think he's playing the game. So for me, I'm just removing the, okay, well, either way, I'm pretty much removing the two of them from the equation. And I think you're talking about in PPR league, do you, maybe do you play Swift in place of one of your other top two guys? Probably not. And no, you're not. And then, uh, so it's Mike Evans, Cole Beasley, or DeAndre Swift yep. with a downgrading quarterback. Uh, I feel like you just wrote in to brag about your fantasy team, sir. That's, that's what I think that is. No, it's a legitimate question. Do you no, feel like he, do, because the idea is, and the I get it, where he's saying because it's Chase Daniel, you don't have to respect the pass. Yes. So are they just going to put eight men in the box to try to stop DeAndre Swift and say, hey, if we're going to lose this game, because it's Tennessee's defense as well. So is Tennessee just going to sit there and say, okay, if we're going to lose this game, it's because Chase Daniel beat us in the air. Sure. And we're okay with Chase Daniel throwing to Marvin Jones. And that's how we lost the game. Because if we lose that way, we deserve to lose. Yep. And I'm going through my rankings right now in flex. And I've I've compiled what I would do here. I actually would play either Mike Evans or Cole Beasley. Uh, and to be honest with you, I literally have them at 44 and 45 in my flex rankings. So I don't know that you could make that decision wrong. Um, I have Mike Evans literally one spot ahead of Cole Beasley. And... I don't like I said, I don't know that you could make that decision. What are you going with, Steve? Of the are you gonna go wide receiver there? I'm, I'm sticking with DeAndre Swift. 
Okay. And my logic there is I understand the trepidation and it being Chase Daniel. However, still no Kenny Galladay. You've got Marvin Jones. They're literally saying, we will not let you run. Beat us in the passing game. What does DeAndre Swift do really well? Catch well, the football yeah. out of in the theory, backfield. In theory, yes, that is what he does. He does really, really well. And Chase now, Daniel loves to check it down. That is so, fair. I think TJ Hawkinson is a fire it up this week for sure. I'm not scared off of that at all. I think that they're going to have a lot of opportunity to check it down to DeAndre Swift. Will he have a ton of rush opportunities and a ton of rushing yards? Probably not. But again, the key here is PPR. And while, yes, normally I would lead wide receiver, if you're going to check it down 10 times to DeAndre Swift out of the backfield, even if he only has a total of 40 all-purpose yards, that's still 14 PPR points because he got 10 catches out of the backfield. So I'm I'm strong still with DeAndre Swift. I have him at 36 in my flex. Okay. Yeah, you are you are definitely ahead of everybody. I, I still have checked. him as a top 16 play. While you were going through that, I just checked the ECR, and the ECR would suggest that they would go uh, Mike Evans, for what it's worth, just as input there, Paul. But sure. uh, they would do that. Um, I would, too, given on my rankings, but not to the extent that they would. To me, it would be either Evans or Cole Beasley. But I can't really, like, I don't have a cogent argument against what anything you said, because mm-hmm. that game script that you just kind of laid out could very easily happen. I have yep. no way. Like, it's entirely possible. That that's more or less the offense, and it's a DeAndre Swift breakout game. Who I will point out as well, because the other reason you might be asking this question is because he missed several games and he's beat up. He is not on the injury report currently. I also checked into that for you. So Steve says Swift. I say Evans. ECR says Evans, but I can't blame you if you were to play either Swift, Evans, or Colby's. Uh, Samuel James wants to know Phil Rivers, Taysom Hill, or Kirk Cousins this week. Pass. Dude, don't, don't be that guy. This is obvious, and you just don't want to say it. It's Taysom Hill by a country mile. So angry. Come on. It, I, I already said it, okay? You made me say it. Now I, I understand. It in full volume. Okay? Taysom Hill, I hate it, but that's what it is. And it's, it's get well soon, Drew Brees. Get Since he well took over soon. the starting job. Taysom Hill has finished as quarterback 4, 11, 8, and 11. What else do you want? Yeah, there's there's no, and it's, it, he's, it's the, rushing the rushing floor, floor is too juicy. That's what I was just going to say. The rushing floor is too juicy. The fact that he scores at will. He has from scored two touchdowns line, in every like, game he has started. He, they, it, the whole defense still flows with Kamara. He fakes the Kamara, the whole <laughs> defense goes one way, and he just walks in. And, well, granted, he runs. But there's no other option on the and I'll give you the real scampers. That's the real there. Fair. That's the real answer though. There is no other, you're not playing Phillip rivers. Like, and you're not playing Kirk cousins and I can get off my lawn with this. Kirk cousins is a good matchup. No, no, just don't play with fire on this. Hills rushing floor is too good. And the propensity for him to score rushing touchdowns is too high to mess with it in the playoff game. As much as it pains me to admit all of those things. Neil in a world where you're in the playoffs, and yet somehow injuries, COVID, and sick jokes from God have put you in this situation. Raul De La Rosa wants to know, Mike Williams or MVS? Uh, Raul, 
This is the greatest question that we have ever gotten. Thoughts and prayers, Raul. This this is the greatest question. No, because I'm tired of answering the same questions. You know what I mean? We answer the same questions a lot. This is a genuinely (laughs) unique question, and I could not be happier with it. That is unbelievable. Uh, For me, I am going to ride out with MVS as much as it is not pretty. And the idea that he's going to drop some easy stuff like he's want to do. They're playing Carolina, who just got annihilated by Drew Locke and a bunch of people. Like, 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 it's just like for me, this comes down to Mike Williams is also highly questionable, just to finish my thought. That's the fair point. Mike Williams and MVS, you're basically talking about the same player. They could give you a zero, they could give you a 30. You could have no catches, you could have one catch for a 70 yard touchdown. This is the ultimate boomer bust. You're just asking me, which one do I trust more? And the one that I'm going to trust more is the one with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. Okay, so we agree finally on something. There we go. All right. And it's, M- and it's MVS. MVS. But, but in all honesty, you're asking me, would I prefer my wide receiver 54 or my wide receiver 78? Yep. And I went with hey, wide receiver 54. That's, that's about right. That's, that's so right with the numbers I had. That's what I just pulled. Yep, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Jonathan Grossfeld, he needs to start two, so it's a super flex league. Uh, Taysom Hill, I'm, are you ready for this? Can you stop? I'm, I'm, I, well, we're already here. I'm okay. already, uh, Taysom Hill, Drew Locke, or Deshaun Watson, and why? Thank you in advance. Oh, I thought this was going to be like a channel. It's, we start two of them? Yep. Yeah, it's Taysom Hill and Deshaun. The yes. why is because that Drew Locke game is, it, I looked it up. It's the third best statistical game in Denver Broncos history. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening again. <laughs> well, it's so it's that. And I also had I saw I saw this question and I was very confused as to why this was a question. So for a couple of these, I did reach out on the Facebook message and and ask like, OK, yeah, this this is kind of what I would do. Is there a reason why this is a decision for you? And his response was. That for him, Watson has a terrible matchup with Indy and now all his you know wide receiver issues. They're getting back Brandon Cooks this week. And again, two weeks ago, they played Indianapolis. So it's not like we're talking about some like ancient history here from week two where we're looking at past stats. No, just two weeks ago, he played Indy and Deshaun had a 21. And last week, the Colts gave up a 26 to Derek Carr. So the matchup against Indy does not scare me away. And oh, by the way, that matchup where Deshaun had a 21 against Indy two weeks ago is his only game of the season without a passing touchdown. That's the floor. So yes, I am not scared of the matchup. Don't don't get cute. I'm not scared of it either, and that would be the definition of getting cute. Benching Deshaun Watson for Drew Locke in a playoff game right. is the the definition because, because of, of one good game from Drew Locke. Yeah, in a, in the the one of the flukiest things I've ever seen. And if you think I wasn't watching, I lived here. It's on <laughs> everywhere. And also, I had a playoff game that was dependent upon it. <laughs> it's never one heard of, the, of it. One of the most angriest I've ever been <laughs> was watching that happen. With I love you, KJ Hamler, but uh, you had to do it to me then. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, don't get cute. It's a pretty simple decision. Wendy Tanner wants to know, assuming Julio is out, as we already talked about earlier, uh, which three would you start at wide receiver? A.J. Brown, 
Robbie Anderson, Robert Woods, and Corey Davis. Well, two of those are really easy. Well, I don't like that you would be starting two Titans in any week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. mathematically, I guess it has worked out. Sure, sure. It, it, that That is definitely a roster construction situation there where you've got them both, and it's like, sure. well, do I play them both? I get why you're asking the question. Mm-hmm. But you're playing A.J. Brown, and you're playing Robert. There's no, that's not a decision. Those. So you're really asking me, do I play Robbie Anderson, or do I play, or do I play Corey Davis? And for me, I'm playing Robbie Anderson. I understand, you know, what we talked about before. It's not the greatest matchup in the world against Green Bay. DJ Moore's coming back. You know, there's, a, there's any number of things that you could deal with. But I also do not like the idea of banking my playoff hopes on starting two Titans in the same game. Right. And uh, that's, that, that is not a great idea, especially because Robbie Anderson, it's not like he's been bad. You know what I mean? He hasn't been at the same clip he was at to start the season, which is yeah. why I think we're getting the question. But I'm going to go back to the well with Robbie Anderson over Corey Davis. The Here's what I would tell you. Because of the matchup, first of all, you are correct. I have A.J. Brown at 13 and Robert Woods at 14. So those two are locked in. Yeah, and I have Robbie Anderson at 17 and I have Corey Davis at 21. And that's pending an adjustment based, because I haven't, I haven't factored in for D.J. Moore getting cleared today. Based on, yes, there you go. I, I did factor in D.J. Moore. And based purely on... Uh, my rankings, I have Corey Davis at 20 and Robbie Anderson at 21. However, I am going to agree with you and say Robbie Anderson, because just from my own mental standpoint, I cannot fathom going into Sunday, putting both AJ Brown and Corey Davis into my lineup and feeling good about it. Even though uh, it's against Detroit. I was going to say, that's that's the other reason. Even though it's getting. a great matchup. Like, I have Corey Davis at 20 because there's every chance that he could be the guy in that game. And, like, two weeks ago, finishes wide receiver one on the week. However, there's every chance that it could be, like, last week when A.J. Brown finished as wide receiver seven and Corey Davis was wide receiver 85. There is enough value in that Titans offense for one of them to be top 10 and one of them to be outside the top 50. And we never know which week it's going to be. No, and I really wish it was as simple as A.J. Brown is the deep threat. So don't play A.J. Brown because it's Chase Daniel. Nope, that's not really how that works. Chase A.J. Brown lines up all over the place and he just happens to also be a deep threat for them. That is not going to cut it as analysis when breaking down the Titans wide receivers. Makes this really hard to pin down because I could also, to your point, see a scenario where half the day is six yard passes to Corey Davis and he catches two touchdowns. So he yeah. gets like, you know, 10, re- <laughs> 10 receptions times six ends up with 60 yards and two scores. And Just that's like in the last three weeks. A- this is what I'm saying. AJ Brown over the last three weeks finished as wide receiver seven, wide receiver 50 and wide receiver seven. Yep. Corey Davis finished as wide receiver 44, wide receiver one and wide receiver 85. There, there is enough volume for one of them to go off. Yep. We just never know which week it's going to be. And, it, and, and they're also going to... The only yeah. week they've been in the neighborhood is against Baltimore in a horrendous matchup four weeks ago. Well... Corey Davis was 21 and A.J. Brown was 22. That's yeah, it. And it feeds into the point I was going to make. <clears throat> they're not going to have any problem getting Derrick Henry going to Detroit either. 
Mm -hmm. So that's something that they would had much more difficulty doing against Baltimore, at least for stretches of the game. And they were well, also that's a competitive game. How competitive do you think this game is going to be? This feels like Derrick Henry does what he did last week again, to some extent. And then one of the receivers has a good day that would be worth starting. And I go AJ Brown in that, in that equation for sure. And I'm playing Robbie Anderson over him for those reasons. All right. Uh, Ronaldo Bueno, he needs three. God, this is a lot of people, Ronaldo. Come on, man. Work with us here. <laughs> All right. All let right. me see if I can narrow down this. We'll pick list it apart here. Um, Brandon right, Cooks is making if, the cut. I don't think Brandon Cooks is Hold on. Let's cut. see if I can make this easy here. I'm um, just looking at this quickly. So Robbie Anderson he has on this list, and I have Robbie Anderson at 21. Tyler Lockett, I have at 19. Where do you have Tyler uh, Tyler Lockett. I have it 14 for Tyler. All right. So Tyler Lockett and Robbie Anderson are the top two right now. Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Deontay Johnson. I have it 20. So. I have it 22. All right. So I think that's our borderline guy right now, right? Yeah. Currently. Brandon Ayuk. I got Brian Ayuk at 19. So he I've got him over. at 16. So Deontay's okay. off. Uh, Brandon cooks. I have cooks 29. Uh, it's not, it's not, I have, I have him, uh, like 32 and Chris Godwin 18. I have Chris Godwin at 30. Okay. I don't really, to be honest with you, I, I would, I just going by this list and what I have, it's, it's Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson. So so Tyler Lockett and Brandon Ayuk, I think we agree are locked in. Yeah. It's just a question. And then it's a question of, I have Robbie Anderson by, Clear cut, and you have Chris Godwin just a notch ahead of just him. Just a notch ahead of him, and to be honest with you, that's that's subject to that'll probably get adjusted throughout the week because you're asking me this question midweek when we're still waiting for injury reports and things of that nature to kind of solidify. Mm-hmm. So it's also a question of where I'll have Robbie Anderson at the as of the final. You know what I mean? So I have Chris yeah. Godwin by a nose, but it's it it's close enough that I would probably play Robbie Anderson because I'm a little I'm not look to be fair. Chris Godwin is in a great matchup. Uh, in three terrible matchups against Carolina, the Rams, and Kansas City before their bye, he finished as wide receiver 22, 14, and 18. So he had a good stretch there. But then in a seemingly good matchup against Minnesota, he was wide receiver 81. Right. And they seemed to want to get Antonio Brown more involved, although that offense in general didn't look great. But again, th- this is a matchup against Atlanta where this could be a shootout but at the same time, if the defense shows up, they may just be running the ball a whole bunch. Yeah, it could be a huge Leonard Fournette type of situation, given right. the Ronald Jones. This would be the one week Leonard status. Fournette goes off to. It would be. What's mm-hmm. up a 40? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's one of those situations where even with DJ Moore coming yeah. back. For you're, me, you're I right feel like Chris Godwin has the most bust potential. I feel like Robbie Anderson's the safer play. If you're that's looking right. for the upside, I would go with Godwin. If you're looking for floor, I'd go Anderson. That's probably the right way to skin that. Uh, Tristan Patterson, it's tough to bet against Russell Wilson and I don't want to overthink it. Whenever somebody says that, I feel like they're overthinking. They're it. already overthinking it. You've already, but he has been <laughs> bad this year against good defenses. It's not wrong. No, should I right. start Taysom Hill over Russ? Never mind. I take it all back. He's you're not, back. you're, you're not, you're not, asking me this que- you're not asking me this question, right? That's not a real for me specifically. Like if you're benching Russell Wilson for Taysom Hill, I love Taysom Hill and what he's done, but I have Russ at eight still. I mean, it's not yeah. like Russ is a top five weekly guy for me. And even in a bad matchup, I'm not going to put him outside my top 10. 
No, and I'm not going to play Taysom Hill. Or, now, to be or, fair, he's only finished inside the top 10 once in the last seven games. So. I understand. I understand. He's been. I get it, but I get I get the question, but and I understand that it's Washington and that front seven is scary. Yeah, but I'm not going to be able to live with myself uh, with that decision. So no, I've got to I got to go back. I, to exactly. Goal. I think this is one of those start your studs things where it's at the end of the season. If you look back on this year, and you were eliminated from this week, what what are you going to be more upset about? That you started Russell Wilson, who you've started all season long. And you could have started your waiver wire ad Taysom Hill over him. Or you lost your game because you played Taysom Hill over Russell Wilson because you got cute. I, yeah. I think you'd be far uh, more upset about playing Taysom Hill. I can't live with that second option. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, Shane Sims needs three. Dalvin Cook. Why would you even put Dalvin Cook on the line? <laughs> Just tell okay. me you need two. So, so Dalvin Cook's in. All right, good. We got that out of the way. That's All easy. right. So Shane Sims needs two. Uh, James Robinson, D or J.K. Dobbins, and Cam Akers. Shane rattled you. I like it. He did. <laughs> Shane rattled you. Dalvin, why do you even put that on the list? All right, D.K. Why? Dobbins. That's, ju that's yeah. just to brag that you had Dalvin Cook. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Okay, I, it's, it's, it's got to feel good. It's got to feel nice. Well, right, so I have James Robinson. I have, I have James Cam Robinson still in the top five, even in a bad matchup. Really? Yeah. Because I believe that they don't have anything else. My God! All right. So that's that's going to be one of mine, and then uh, and then the other one is Cam Akers, who we already talked about before. We already had the Cam Akers, the Cam yeah. Akers, J.K. Dobbins conversation. So yeah, me, all right. So J.K. Dobbins is Akers. off the page for me. However, the clear one for me is not James Robinson. It's Cam Akers. That that's the one for me. Ackers, I have at 10. I have James Robinson at 14. Yeah, but he did say pick three, so you still got to pick two off the list. My point is, his, our advice to him is you just don't play J.K. Dobbins. No, I am. I understand. We we already yeah. we already established what he should go with. I'm just okay. having a, a larger discussion about okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. the other I gotcha. players. Okay. Yeah. But All if right. you want to move on, I mean, we no, 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 no. I just I was making sure we actually. No, my, my logic here is just James Robinson, I understand, has had a really good season, but he's one of these guys that's going to kind of give you all or nothing. And especially if we're talking about PPR scoring, this is not a great matchup against Baltimore. Yes, he's finished top five a couple of times, but last week in what is a premium matchup against Tennessee, he finished as RB21 because he only played 56% of the snaps and he split the passing down work with Devin Azigbo because they were getting blown out so aggressively by Tennessee. Do you think it's going to be a more competitive game against Baltimore? Even no. with my boy Gardner Minshew playing, I don't think it's going to be that competitive of a game. No, but that'll certainly help because it can't, it couldn't look much worse than the Mike Glennon last game that we just got treated to. What a, sure. what a joy that was. So that'll help. Um, but to your point, yeah, Zigbo does cut into it a little bit, but so where do you have, let's just put it to, let's, let's do this another way. Mm -hmm. Where do you have James Robinson actually ranked? This week. 14 is what I said. 14. Four, 14. Okay. I didn't mm -hmm. catch that. So yeah. High end right. RB two. So it's still James Robinson. It's just, it's just, yeah. you don't feel no, as we good established about it. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Atkinson Robinson. No, no, no. For sure. I, I got all that. I'm just saying it's again, greater discussion around JK Dobbins being, I thought right. somewhere in the twenties for you based 24, on 24 back end yeah. RB two. So, okay. I'm just trying to get a sense of the scale here and that's fair enough. If you're, if you're worried about, about him catching less passes is the part of that mm -hmm. argument that I'll see yeah. to you. Yeah, that's the part of it that I'll have to see to you because. And for I've, the record, just so it's out there, I have the Gus bus at 20. 
Okay. I, tr- I trust Gus Edwards in the goal line work more than I do J.K. Dobbins because well, yeah. again, with I don't Mark think they're Ingram, chasing points. And I think Mark they're Ingram just running out the clock. With Mark Ingram basically getting cycled out and it just being yeah. two people at this oh, point. That's, what a great stat! You'll have was. you'll have some of that. So yeah, Gus Edwards for sure looks like the. Red I love that stat line. too. That uh, Mark Ingram in that huge game that they had on Monday, he had one snap, and in that one snap, he took a handoff and lateraled it back to Lamar, and that was it. <laughs> that was his one play. Oh, oh yeah. so that's God, the end of that. Sorry about that. Unfortunately for Mark Ingram mm-hmm. owner, that is, that is good. Right. Uh, but let's take a break and then we will wrap up this week. Neil, a lot of questions this week, a lot of questions. Our friends at monkey knife fight combine the fun and excitement of Vegas with DFS to make the ultimate daily fantasy prop game. That's right. And there are three ways for you to play stat shootout, rapid fire, and more or less. In Stat Shootout, you put together a two- or three-player team that'll accumulate the most of whatever stat type you've chosen to play, like touchdowns, total yards, receptions, etc. Then you choose one of the three target goals for that stat. If your team exceeds the chosen goal, then you win. And the higher the target goal that you choose, the more you can win. So if I choose a three-man team for touchdowns, I can set the target at one and a half touchdowns to pay out one and a half times the entry fee, or I can go big with a target of three and a half touchdowns to pay out 15 times the entry. I mean, obviously you go big or you go home. Obviously. Then there's rapid fire, where you select your team by choosing the highest scoring player in multiple head-to-head matchups of statistical categories, like who has more receptions this week, Michael Thomas or Julio Jones? Each contest will tell you how many matchups you need to get right in order to win. But again, the more risk, the higher the reward. Sure, I mean, I only need to get two out of three matchups right to win one and a half times my entry. But if I can get five out of five, I'm looking at that 15 times payout again. You can buy me a lot of Jonu Smith jerseys with that money, Neil. You sure can. Finally, there's more or less. Depending on the contest, you'll be giving two to six players and their statistic targets for the game, like Cam Newton with 233 and a half passing yards against Miami. You have to decide if that player will get more or less than that target. But just like the others, more or less increases the payout the more risk you take. However, it offers the highest return as well. So you can go two for two to get that basic one and a half times payout if that's what you want to play. But if you've got the nerve you can attempt to go six for six and hit the 30 times payout. So many John New jerseys. Well, the only thing better than winning money from Monkey Knife Fight is getting money from Monkey Knife Fight for free. Oh, do love the free. Just go to Monkey Knife Fight to sign up for a free account. When you make your first deposit, use promo code NONSENSE. That's promo code NONSENSE. And Monkey Knife Fight will match your deposit up to $50. This is literally playing with house money, guys. So go to Monkey Knife Fight and use promo code NONSENSE, N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, and get in on the action this weekend. All right, we're back. Uh, Here we go. Once a week, I'm going to get one of these names horribly wrong, and I apologize in advance to whoever it may be. Amir Kaisi? Kaisi? Maybe? 
I feel uh, like I'm close. I'm going to go with Kyersey. That looks right. I feel like I'm in the ballpark. He needs a flex. Todd Gurley, no. Yeah, no. Marvin Jones, Leonard Fournette, Jeff Wilson. Ooh. Okay. So that's an interesting one because I haven't adjusted for Ronald Jones getting added to the COVID list. Uh, yes. So Ronald so Jones is out this week, which means yeah. Leonard Fournette is going to be starting after yeah. he was just a healthy scratch. Yep. Football in 2020. That's uh, right. Gotta love it. No. So he's going to jump up my running back rankings here, but to where? Uh, yeah. Right now I have Jeff Wilson at 28. Again, because I still believe Raheem Mostert plays. Yeah, and I have I actually still have Raheem Mostert uh, rated as starting at this point because I mm-hmm. just did these on Monday and we're just getting this information now. So yeah, I have Jeff Wilson at 30, but that'll change if Raheem Mostert isn't going to play. And I still think there's no reason he shouldn't play. Yep, it's it's just a question of what actually. And then I have Marvin period. Jones at wide receiver 27. If it's PPR, I always tend to lean wide out, but with Chase Daniel, that's scurry. Uh, I think it's got to be Fournette. Yeah, Todd Gurley's off the page. Todd got, Gurley's not even in discussion. No, no. Todd Gurley can be removed from this conversation entirely. It's just that's that's over. So for me, it's either, and I'm also going to take Jeff Wilson out because it would be different with Jeff Wilson if Mostert wasn't playing. If we find out Mostert's not playing, write us back because yeah. that's a really good discussion at that point uh, between those. But really, you're asking me if it's Leonard Fournette and Marvin Jones. I've got Marvin Jones at wide receiver 28. I'll have Leonard Fournette, what, RB20? Because I've got Ronald Jones, because you have to at this point because it's disgusting. I've got Ronald Jones at like 13. So oh, it's it's like I'm going to end up. Way too high. Well, it's, a, it's, it's Atlanta. And if the, to your well, point. Atlanta against talk, running backs is actually a very yeah, bad match. I, I understand, but we talked about it before. If the defense shows up and they're just going to be running the ball to even in a bad matchup, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's getting all the work, I guess. That's that's why that worked the way it did in my mind. That's why he ended up going that high up the list. And as much as it pains me again on this one, he's been pretty good recently. So it's a situation where Fournette will still go certainly there. Where are you going to have Fournette roughly then? It's somewhere in the 20s, 24, 25? Yeah, I was going to say 25. Like yeah, right in okay. flex, right outside of RB2 territory. Yeah, and so you lean wide receiver because it's pretty close for you as well then. So for both of us, this is but actually see, really close. But see, I lean wide receiver always, but it's Marvin Jones with, with Chase, Chase Daniel, Daniel throwing him the ball right, is the key. Right. If it was Matt Stafford, this would be Marvin Jones. I was going to say, okay. Because I'm I, that's what I was just going to go to is if it was Matthew Stafford, what does the conversation look like? Because it's wide receiver. Yeah, it's so Marvin Jones think, and we walk away. Yeah, and I and I but think now I'm leaning Fournette. Just I'm going to barely on, ahead of Wilson. Yeah, well, based on what I said, I'll probably have Leonard Fournette given the adjustment, probably somewhere around like RB 21 or something, and that that's going to be better Here, than where. Here's I what I would tell you, Chase Daniel, Raheem so, Mostert. I have at 23. If for whatever reason they rule him out, which I don't think they will, but if they do, oh, I'm playing and, Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson will move up to 20 in my rankings, and then yep. it's Jeff Wilson easily. Yeah, I'll play but especially in PPR. If Raheem Mostert is playing, I'm going with Leonard Fournette because he gets literally all the work. Yeah, Even though M- McCoy is still going to be there getting the pass-catching work, Fournette is still going to run the ball so much in that game that you have to do it. Yep, and I'm not scared of LaShawn McCoy to that point. I'm not scared of him doing enough meaningful damage to cripple my Leonard Fournette play. Uh, Chuck Swader wants to know Nelson Aguilar or Cole Beasley. Uh, Boy, Cole. This is the discussion we thought we'd be having in the offseason, yeah. right? Really? We oh, definitely thought this would be a debate. Yeah, and this is actually like an easy one. Cole Beasley. I mean, yeah. 
It's Cole Beasley. I have him as a back-end wide receiver, too. I have Nelson Aguilar as a wide receiver, three, though. It's not a ridiculous question. No, it's not a ridiculous question, but I'm just saying that's the the scale of it. I have Cole Beasley as a wide receiver, two, and I have Nelson Aguilar as a wide receiver. And I understand the question as well. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it, three weeks ago against the Chargers, Beasley was wide receiver 45. Last week against Pittsburgh, he was wide receiver 50. You have John Brown healthy now, theoretically going to play this game. Yep. So... Has Gabriel Davis established himself enough to make that a four-headed monster that no, just cuts into everybody? All I was going to say is I think that just hurts Gabriel Davis for the week. Okay, well, and, then, and then what will end up happening is John Brown will more than likely have something. But yeah, I still trust Cole Beasley more. Yep, so I trust it, Cole it's Beasley. It's close. But, well, it's not that close. It's but not it's still close. it's a good question is what I'm it, Yeah, no, I'm not saying you're crazy to ask the question. I'm just saying yeah. it's not that close. The actual right. answer is it's Cole Beasley. It's yeah. a whole tier. Uh, Preston Hood needs us to pick two. Mike Davis at Green Bay. J.K. Dobbins, popular guy this week, against Jacksonville. Chris Godwin against Atlanta and Raheem Moster against Dallas if he plays. We've talked about most of these guys already. We, we Mike, have, Mike Davis is Mike the only Davis. one we haven't really touched on. Yeah. So and with I, Mike Davis starting, how do you feel about Mike this week? I got him top 10 again. Yeah, no, it's um for me in all likelihood, it's Mike Davis is the one that I'm absolutely taking number one, mm-hmm. and then we're just deciding on who the second guy would be, and I think based on my rankings, as if Raheem Mostert was to play, that it would be Raheem Mostert by a nose. But this is a yeah, good I, one. Well, I have Raheem Mostert one spot ahead of Dobbins, so then it's just a question of Godwin or Mostert. Godwin and, Mostert, it, yeah. and if it's PPR. And you're we talking go, about a flex, yeah. I would go Godwin, especially yep. if you're looking for upside. And it's the same thing. If you want a floor, Mostert. If you want the ceiling, it's Godwin. And honestly, if Mostert doesn't play, I'm probably going Godwin either way. Yep. If Mostert's not playing, it's it's Godwin over Dobbins. That one's that I have no. Yeah, I feel like Dobbins is about the clear fourth that's guy here. Easy decision if if that's if Raheem Mostert doesn't play. If he does yep. play. You have a choice to make, and I think I'm going to go Godwin uh, just for PPR, especially. But for standard, and you need floor Raheem Mostert. But in all likelihood, it's PPR in your that one. Mark Brisboys, who should he start this week? Lamar against the Jags or Herbert? I threw in the Herbert. He said uh, Herbert gotta, gotta, gotta against the Raiders. It's Lamar. Yeah, it's Lamar. I'm just double checking to formalize that. And then, yeah, I've got Lamar five spots higher. So, yeah. yep, it's Lamar. I, I mean, we, we talked about this before. The whole reason Lamar was struggling at the beginning of this season is because he wanted to pass the ball more and he refused <laughs> to run. And you're like, why does he keep trying to throw the ball when he clearly can't just run the ball? That's what you should be doing is running the ball. And since he's come back from COVID, he threw the ball 17 times against Dallas, had 27 fantasy points, QB six. He threw the ball only 17 times against Cleveland in a game where they scored 45 fantasy points. points. They scored QB 45 one. points in the game. That's yeah. that's that's like, how that went down. All that's he has to just go back to what he was doing last year and running like crazy. Because when he when you take away the run from Lamar, he's outside the top 10. It's not close. And Herbert's been struggling recently. Like this was Lamar a, either way, a, but and this it's a is Thursday game. I really don't like the idea of having to play Herbert in a Thursday. Yeah, Lamar game, should be top it. five here. No I actually doubt. have Lamar at five, so there you go. I have, I have him at three. Herbert at ten. So. I mean, I, I, I'm that confident in it. I uh, believe it. Well, it's Jacksonville. Jacksonville. All he has to do is run around yep. for an hour and profit. Uh, Matt Bandinelli streaming defense, and he's the underdog in his matchup. So, should he pick up Buffalo against Denver? 
Seattle against Washington or Miami against New England. Also, are you making that choice based on highest floor or highest ceiling? Oh, that's a good question. I like the follow-up question there. Most people don't ask that. We usually have to volunteer. Well, we, yeah, we normally just yeah, throw that in there. We normally just throw that in, but nobody ever actually directly asks. I appreciate the thought right. to ask. Uh, for me, it's the Bills is my first choice. Then mm-hmm. we go to the Dolphins, and then we go to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And in reference to your second question, uh, that is floor related. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the reasoning behind that, behind all of it, is well, we already talked about the if Denver can do that again, what they did to Carolina this week, stunned. They actually have the best defense on paper, close with Miami, very close at this point, because Buffalo has struggled with defense and Miami's kind of on the come up. Seattle is the worst defense on the page, but they have the best matchup mm-hmm. with with uh, possibly Dwayne Haskins as the starter for the Washington football team. It looks like Alex so, Smith has been practicing and will probably play. Okay, so I like that a lot less even. And I've got Seattle at 12 in my rankings, and uh, it's about where they're going to stay. Because they'll they'll be competent ish. Yeah. I, I would tell you I've got Buffalo at four, Miami at six, and Seattle at eight. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I also have Buffalo at four, so we're in alignment on that. So now, we're gonna go. However, Buffalo. over the last three weeks, Seattle has been one of the most consistent, highest scoring defenses. Oh yeah. In all of fantasy football, I would say they actually have the highest ceiling, because to your point. How often are you going to turn over Cam Newton? I think Miami is the one that's completely out of the equation. Even though they're in the middle. Uh, yeah, you for have me, him at six and I have him at seven. And that's weird to say that they're off the table, but that's that's because again, I feel like they're kind of the the mid-tier where they're not going to give you a high floor. I, or a, a high floor goes to Buffalo. Buffalo gives you the best floor possible going up against Denver. Yes, whereas right. Seattle gives you the highest ceiling if they can continuously turn over Washington and if Washington's offense played the way it does, it did last week. Yep. Uh, So I feel like the highest ceiling is Seattle. The highest floor is Buffalo, but I'm going with Buffalo because they do have a decent ceiling. Still. It's not like it's clear cut that Seattle has a higher ceiling. It's close, but they have a much better floor. Yes. Yes, they do. So So no, Buffalo is the choice. Buffalo is the pick. Uh, Juan Villatoro. Are you trusting Baker Mayfield against the Giants over Russell Wilson? People hitting on Russ. Just, no, okay. I'm going to refer you back to the answer we already gave a little bit earlier. If I'm not sitting Russell Wilson for Taysom Hill, mm-hmm. then there's no chance that I'm sitting him for Baker Mayfield. And I'm sorry, because you have no idea of knowing that we would get that question in front of yours. <laughs> so that's kind of just a flaw of, of how these things work. But Again, it's not crazy. It's not insanity. But I'm never going to live with myself and look myself in the mirror every day. Mm-hmm. If I bench Russell Wilson and he puts up a 40-burger in a, in, against Washington because he just runs around all day and throws three touchdowns because right. he's want to do that type of thing. And Baker Mayfield puts up a seven. There He reverts to bad Baker and the Giants' pass rush gets home. Yeah, like, the Giants is actually a tough matchup for fantasy quarterback. However, again, last three weeks... He put up or he finished as QB 12, QB four, and then last week QB two. So I understand he, we just, he's, it, he's been top five the last two weeks. He's been top 12 the last three weeks. But before that, he had three consecutive games outside the top 25. Yep. I would rather trust again, the much higher floor for Russell Wilson. And I feel like they have similar ceilings. It's just a matter of can Russ hit that peak in a matchup against Washington, where again, they have a fantastic pass rush 
and they have a very good rush defense, but their secondary is not good. And they've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett that they're going up against on the outside. I feel like that is underrated that those guys are being talked about as, oh, Washington is so good at getting to the quarterback that they're going to shut those guys down. But I don't think he needs a ton of time for DK Metcalf to truck some people. I think sure. they'll be just fine. Well, there's also, the there's, there's getting to the quarterback and there's getting to Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. That's the difference here. Russell Wilson is going to escape some of those as talented as Washington's front seven is. They're not going to get him every yeah. He's going to make some hay, making them, making them pay. And then we'll just do it all in iambic pentameter for the rest of the show. And he's going to pick up some first downs for you with his left and possibly get a rushing touch. All right, let's, let's try to skip ahead here because we're running out of time. We've already answered basically what Zach wanted. I'm sorry, Zach. Uh, Jaden Leone with Gaskin out. I have to play Duke Johnson or Zach Moss. Pray for <laughs> I don't know if that's really a question. Uh, <laughs> well, is, I mean, he's asking for a prayer. Yeah, um, uh, so pray for Jaden. That's, uh, that's everybody. fair. Uh, and I, I, you're going to have to pray even harder because now it looks like David Johnson is going to come back and play. So... I mean, Duke Johnson would have been the guy for me, but I don't yep. know now. Now I don't know anymore. Now he's going to split the work. I feel like they're both going to end up in the mid forties, and yeah, just pray for him. Good luck. Pray I for guess him. I, I guess because they're playing Indy, I would sit Duke and I would play Zach Moss against was, Denver. But I would play Zach Moss and ugh. I would hold my nose the entire time so and pray he doesn't get you. a carry and fumble it immediately. And then Zach Pearson. <laughs> Wants to know uh, Josh Allen against Denver or Justin Herbert. We talked about Herbert a little bit earlier. It's we did. Josh Allen for me. It's Josh Allen. Yep. Uh, yep. You got to go with Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen for Joseph Alvarez. That's an embarrassment of riches. That really is an embarrassment of riches. And I'm actually going to go. I'm dancing with the with the one who brung me. That's that's who's the one that brung you, though. I don't know. To be honest, actually, that's a good <laughs> point. That's a good point. You got a real menage situation going here. I don't oh. know out the dance card exactly jo josh allen is the one for me okay but he's only two spots ahead of aaron Rodgers. yeah i'm going with rogers and the logic again there is it's you're playing denver they have a decent defense josh allen is the rushing floor aaron Rodgers is definitely going to throw the ball around but carolina's run defense is so bad that theoretically speaking he may not have to throw it as much yeah so. and then Devontae adams has four touchdowns that's yeah. that's how that's going to end. Right. So that's that's, that's what uh, going. six point passing touchdown. Russ or Jared Goff? Uh, Russ. Still Russ. Even though Goff is playing the Jets, he's at home. I understand. I understand the, the question, points, but I also could see a scenario where uh, Cam Ackers has like a ninety right. yeah. because they're up by forty points in the first quarter. Yeah, and it's like just that's all they do for the rest of the game. This is they an interesting even... one. This is going to be our last one. Uh, Mark Lopez. He needs a flex. Aaron Jones or T.Y. Hilton, who we already talked about. Now, I, I will I will also throw this in there because he added this bit afterwards. He is currently starting in his running back slot, James Robinson and Miles Sanders. Yes. If I you're starting that. James Robinson and Miles Sanders, why is Aaron Jones in your flex consideration? Well, I think it's probably because they they love to feed Aaron Jones is the point that you're always making about, you know, Aaron Jones kind of low-ish touch, you know, uh -huh. ratio type of situation and the fact that they're kind of rolling him through with Jamal Williams. Look, point. it is well noted and documented on this podcast <laughs> that I hate Aaron Jones. That's fair. Even as someone that hates with a fiery passion uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, you hate I Aaron have, Jones like I hate Taysom Hill. Like exactly. I, I get it. Like, I have yeah, Aaron Jones rated as the highest of his three running back options. Here. 
I'm going to double check that. I bet I do too. I have Aaron Jones at RB12, which is significantly lower than expert consensus, by the way. But I I still have him rated higher than James Robinson and much higher than Miles. Sanders. I'm actually, yeah, as I go through this with my rankings, I would I would be playing Aaron Jones and James Robinson. And this question would be, Me do too. I play Miles Sanders or T.Y. Hilton? Exactly. I feel that's like the that's the real question. Ask. And yeah. as we alluded to earlier, the T.Y. stands for thank you. Yep. And you go with T.Y. Hilton. Because again... In addition to him asking about the wrong running back, I feel like he's asking about the wrong wide receiver. Because according to my rankings, there are only 10 wide receivers that I would be playing ahead of T.Y. Hilton in his hot streak right now. So he must have some kind of embarrassment of riches at wide receiver where he's playing Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, and Allen Robinson. <laughs> and he wants to know, should he really be putting T.Y.? in as his flex this do week. i want to slum it with ty if those are my wide receivers mm -hmm. yeah no i agree with you the question that i would be asking is do i play miles sanders or ty hilton and the answer is the ty stands but thank you because i'm assuming ppr here and if it is yeah. in fact a ppr league i've got well, miles sanders at like 22 or something. we're gonna go over on time but i have to get this one in because it's a good right, one go justin molter ppr chris carson or cam ackers <laughs> it's a good one that is a good one I love it. Uh, I've got Chris Carson at nine. So I got Chris Carson by a nose. I have Cam Akers at 10 and Chris Carson at 11. It's, the, it's that front four of Washington. Yep. It scares yep. me. I understand. I understand. But even then, I'm saying it scares me and I have at 11. Yep. He's still an RB1. Exactly. Still an RB1. I've got but him at nine. Just I'm by a, by a nose. A I'm going with the kid. All right. Give me, give me the uh, kid I'm, in the I'm, better matchup. Give me the old man in the worst matchup who I'm Ooh. confident is going to score at least one touchdown in that game. Very interesting. All right. That was that was good, Neil. That was fun. That was fun. All right. For all the uh, the latest news, injury updates, and a full preview of this weekend's matchups, make sure you're checking out Trust or Bust, the Triple J podcast, as I have dubbed it, even though they hate it. I love it. Triple J. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Jordan, and Jason, the nerd, Draven. Uh, new episodes drop late night on Fridays, so be sure to kick off your weekend right. With those guys, we will be back next Wednesday to answer more of your questions. It is a super show for Championship Week. Uh, where can they find you on the socials? Well, that's the benefit of uh, actually being an owner of ImportantNonsense.com. You get to name the podcasts, and the they don't really. Show. Oh, yeah, the we'll Triple J, yeah. yeah. They don't really have a like, They don't have a say in it, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of unfortunate for them in that regard. But you could come and tell me why you love Taysom Hill on the Fantasy Life app and on Twitter, nonsense underscore Neil, and I'm sure you will. Uh, but outside of that, good luck this week, folks, uh, with your semifinal matchups here. Wish you the best of success, and uh, hopefully we'll see you back here next week for the Super Show, because that will in all likelihood mean that you are victorious. Hashtag MyQB is a tight end. <laughs> Uh, you can follow the site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NonsenseFF. You can follow us in the Important Nonsense community page on the Fantasy Life app. Make sure you're subscribing to the pod wherever you listen. And if you happen to listen on Apple, make sure you leave us a five-star review. You can follow me everywhere at Nonsense underscore Steve. And until next week, make sure you keep up the nonsense. Music for this podcast is provided by Lee Rosevere. I'm Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. And you can find all the guys at ImportantNonsense.com. Kaboom!